You're listening to a special podcast produced by UMFM 101.5 in partnership with the Winnipeg Folk Festival. Running Thursday, July 7th through Sunday, July 10th at picturesque Birds Hill Park, Winnipeg Folk Festival is a celebration of people and music that has been one of North America's premier outdoor music festivals for over 40 years. I'm Michael Elves, was to thank God it's free range, and this episode spotlights La Dama. La Dama is a collective of Latinx educators, artists, and activists hailing from Brazil, Colombia, Venezuela, and the United States. Ladama's most recent album, Mujer Mujer, was released in 2020. Ladama will be performing on the main stage on Friday, July 8th at 6 p.m. For the full lineup, a complete list of set times, to purchase tickets, and for more information on the Winnipeg Folk Festival, visit winnipegfolkfestival.ca. All right, well, coming to the Winnipeg Folk Festival Friday night, La Dama. I am joined by two of the band members, Mayfer and Daniela. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I have to ask about the kind of the, the genesis of the group. Uh, you all come from different countries, different kind of backgrounds. When did you first connect? And, and was it obvious you were going to make La Dama when you first met? Or was that something that came later after you kind of made a friendship or some sort of connection out, outside of musical or, you know, this creative path you're on? I think it's a mix of what you just list. <laughs> um, we made in 2014 that artistic residency called One B that bring musicians and we start um, creating music and activities, social engagement. So as in as musicians from different countries, especially from Latin America, Clara from Brazil, Daniela from Colombia, and I was representing Venezuela in this artist residency, we just felt really connected about the music and about the language. And then later on, we connect with Sara uh, Lucas, which is from Brooklyn, New York. Mm-hmm. And we decided to start working and like creating some songs. And, and then we decide how much we like because of all we have in common we decide to keep working in something else right after this residency so it's how la dama start thinking about how important we're female working together as a collective and also working to be able to represent those voices that not like all the time are working together especially in multicultural context so it's how this band starts somehow, if that answers your question. Yeah, a little bit. So the residency, how did you end up at the residencies together? Each of us applied to mm-hmm. be part of 1B 2014, uh, and we won to represent each of our countries. And that was a um, milestone, I would say, at least in my own career, because I was playing Tambor Alegre, Maria was playing Bando La Llanera, Lara Claus was playing Pandeiro, uh, and Sara Lucas was, um, she played guitar and she was also a singer at the residency, like that was her, her main instrument. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's one of the things that makes us unique because we were playing all traditional instruments. And despite the fact that uh, each of us, well, I was doing that. I've been playing tambor alegre for 15 years uh, during one beat, during that residency was when I understood what was the meaning of being a cultural ambassador. Now, how profound and how important it is to share that knowledge with uh, the communities that you are in, not only my Colombian community or my Latino community, but every single 
community that would visit. So we applied, we were, I'm not gonna say lucky because we deserve that uh, opportunity to be part of this residency. We won that with effort and with years of uh, working hard as some freelance independent musicians. And it was a great experience and it definitely helped us to understand our role as musicians, as large educators and we create for two weeks and we did the cultural exchange for two weeks and then the last couple of weeks we went on tour to share with the communities workshops and concerts and that helped us also build the idea of la dama for the future but it was a great opportunity yeah is there anything daunting about taking on the role of a cultural ambassador to be someone who's then emblematic of venezuela or colombia and a specific instrument from that country and the culture of that country does that do you find that a challenge or is that like something you just embrace? I don't know if Danny wanted to answer first. I think we have uh, different opinions about it. Mm. Uh, I would say both, a little bit of, of both. Um, it is a challenge in terms of um, how important it is to communicate, in my case, with Tambor Alegre. It's a traditional instrument from the Caribbean coast and it's Afro-Colombian uh, oral traditions. So myself as a city, as a person from Bogota, I was born in Bogota. I didn't grow up in that culture. I didn't grow up with a grandfather or grandmother or my parents were not tamboreros, bulleranguedos. That wasn't part of my uh, background as a child. But then when I was growing up, I started traveling to the Caribbean coast, learning from these communities, learning from the music. So um, to me, it is, I love, the fact that I can spread the word about these traditions. But the first thing that I always talk about is this is Afro-Colombian music rooted. This is indigenous music, and it talks about resistance and resilience of these communities. So I would say the challenge in a positive way is to be very clear about what's the message that we are uh, spreading when we share these rhythms, because it's not only about um, entertainment. Mm. It's also about education. It's about decolonizing the knowledge into the academies because, you know, we're bringing this cumbia, bullerengue, chalupa rhythms not only to the festivals such as Winnipeg and we're going to teach uh, people how to dance cumbia in the festival on Friday, but we're also bringing this um, knowledge to academies, to universities. So in my personal experience, the challenge is to have a clear idea of the message at the, um, when you're playing the rhythms, you're not only playing music, but you are literally talking about a community that's in resistance and a community that's fighting for justice. Um, in my case, I think um, because I grew up in the context of the instrument that I play, which is the bandola llanera, traditional instrument from Venezuela, uh, that actually represent a specific region and a specific music and a specific culture. Um, I grew up in there and I kind of uh, did not represent what is to me, what is to mean a being a bandola player because it's general playing by men. Mm -hmm. So when I started, it was just challenging all the time because I supposed to not be playing that instrument. So it was more about creating my own path during that process of learning and then discovering at the same time that I was kind of my own um, role model because I didn't have it as a musician. So somehow I learned um, that it wasn't present in there and it was challenging because I was kind of breaking so many rules and actually people wasn't comfortable about seeing a woman playing it because 
female wouldn't play the way that it should be played. Um, and the challenge was always to trying to somehow um, play it well or say, let's say, play it professionally because you have to make it or do it better than what is supposed to be um, as a male playing the instrument. So my first challenge was finding my own role model. I didn't find it and I created it from, for me, which is myself. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm saying this just because it's hard to keep doing it because you don't feel you exist. Because if there is not a role model, like how you supposed to achieve something if you don't see it as a way to, to achieve something because there is no one that looks like you. Um, so my challenge, let's say until now, is being um, just keep doing it and enjoy the process more than just being worried about be accepted or recognized as, as a bandola, a real bandola player. Um, and it's something that I've been embracing more and more by playing with other female musicians that actually are solo players, that are actually a string player or drummer player. Um, and that's kind of how I recognize myself now an ambassador, not just of the music or as an instrument, but more about female that actually play traditional instrument and, and they are barrier of oral traditions with themselves. You had to make yourself your own role model then. Right. Yes. Now, uh, Daniela, you mentioned education, that uh, that's a part of the, the, the mission of La Dama, that, you know, it's not just uh, about entertaining. I, I know that the group has done workshops and residencies. Was that something that the four of you from the start, like concretely said, this is something we're going to do? Or was it opportunities that came up that you, you took and then realized that was a path? Um, from the beginning, we had um, individual experience as educators. Like when we met in one bit, uh, I would say Lara, Klaus from Brazil, and myself were doing like a lot of education with uh, percussion. And because during one bit, we did concerts and workshops when we were visioning uh, the first tour, we knew that we wanted to do also uh, workshops and education and especially Maria when she had the idea of the band of the group and she said let's just travel to each of our countries the rest of the band each of us were actually like okay we're gonna play music and uh, the music is gonna be very interesting but she was very clear that the La Dama project you know it was a project it was a bigger uh, vision where education it's the foundation to reach out the communities not only with the music but with uh, culture and oral traditions as a way to empower those communities so i would say since the beginning we kind of have the the tool uh, but definitely the space we have built ourselves for lama it's uh through that process and through the years we have learned how to foster and develop those workshops into much structure or focus um workshops because there can be a workshop where we teach we don't teach we share uh, where we share with the community different rhythms from brazil venezuela usa and colombia and then they record a song kids in venezuela they have written songs or maybe there's a workshop that's only focused on percussion so i would say yeah since the beginning we had those skills but lada has been the perfect nest to foster our skills as educators uh yeah, absolutely. Yes, and somehow um, we learned 
or we decided to keep working as a band just because we teach ourselves our music and our culture. So we were the own workshop first, trying to translate, communicate what, what each of us um, play or learn from it. And as a way to compose, we compose collectively. That you propose something like could be a melody or a lyric or a rhythm, and then we start like building up the song around that. So that's mean that we have to tell each of us like what we are coming from to propose that rhythm or that melody and then that became a whole workshop about what that's mean so it's been like a whole process since the beginning of learning and sharing and what is the difference with other projects or, or let's say workshop is because this is a multicultural space so when you learn there is like a way to to share in multicultural spaces where there is no judgment at all I mean, it shouldn't be present, the judgment, because it's about receiving, it's about sharing and create a safe space for it. So what we're trying to share in our in a workshop is about not just the rhythms that our cultures have or the music that our culture have, but about the community per se. So we like to share who made that music is the person who is actually working in the land right now, like like taking care of the cow, of the chickens, or is doing something about the cheese with the milk. And like, we teach all that. So um, the workshop is the ex the educational part of this band is kind of a big part of what we are too. We share between us and we bring that content to as a way to increase our incomes too, as educators, not just as performers, but as educators too. Yeah, I just wanna add what Maria is saying is we're in constant cultural exchange and ourselves with La Dama, right? Like with Maria, we're like educating ourselves all the time. Like I'm learning from Venezuela, from Brazil and from the US all the time. And now we can ask them anything about Colombian music and they can answer it. I don't, I'm not, because I'm the Colombian, I'm not the only, well, the only one that can talk to communities about it. Now they can do it. Uh, but actually, uh, Last year during the quarantine, we were invited by Teach Rock, which is a nonprofit organization that creates curriculum uh, that's free on internet for everybody to apply these curricula on their classes. And we design five lessons inspired in my countries, in Europe, in Colombia, in rap music that's played in the Pacific coast of my country, in Siranda and style from Brazil. Uh, and one of those lessons, the cumbia lesson, it's been very successful. We've received message from schools and from principals saying like kids really connect because it's about identity and it's about they feel identified with that, um, with what cumbia brings to the classroom. With, when they play it with their bodies, they play cumbia with, uh, they dance it, they sing it. And there was like a top 12 uh, lessons, like the most successful lessons in the platform that we'll teach all across the states. And our Cumbia lesson is part of those top 10 programs curricula. So it's kind of insane because you have no idea the amount of children and the amount of people we are reaching with these programs that we built together as a collective and as a pana. Uh, Pan-American collective, you know, because being Latin, Latinx on the States, um, I think that's a part of the success of these lessons is that lots of 
a lot of these kids are, are Latino too, so they feel identified. It's, it's been a beautiful process, a lot of lessons learned mm-hmm. through, the, through the years with La Dama. Does this process impact your, your songwriting? Like, Do you find that you're taking skills or methodology that you develop and then apply it to the, the group creative effort? Yes, definitely this process helped us to um, create a new, a new way to make music somehow with the meaning that actually make us feel um, honest with us, ourselves doing this process and talking about stuff that actually we care a lot, which is about communities, about the feeling of a woman that actually is not in a, let's say, common context, that actually some women that is on tour, or let's talk about the immigration, let's talk about a political process that actually happened in each of our countries, let's talk about Earth, let's talk about the climate change programs. So all those aspects are being around us just because we are always on the road creating music, understanding communities, and being able to write in different ways and understand and actually being able to communicate in different languages and find synonymous about what this is being for you and what this is mean for us. And workshop actually helped us to make ourselves um, simple somehow or like being able to explain better ourselves and our process. So definitely workshopping has been really helpful for us in our creative process. So with a record like Oye Mue, the the most recent album, are you writing all the songs together or are each of you kind of bringing elements or ideas for songs and then the rest of the group kind of helps build it up? What What's the process like? We all have ideas of our own, but uh, what we did for the Oye Mujer album was we did duos. I sat down with Maria, for example, the two of us, and we were working together on Inmigrante. You'll find Inmigrante on the record. It's a merengue. Merengue is a rhythm that comes from the Dominican Republic, but it's very popular in our countries too. In Colombia and Venezuela, you grew up dancing merengue. So we sat down and we were like, Chama, we need a merengue. So we work together, together on the lyrics and we complement each other. You know, Maria is playing the bandola, so she's working the chords. I will, oh, let's do this break on percussion. But that's kind of what we did. I sat down with Sara to work on Tierra Tiembla. Uh, then Lara and Sara work on a different song, Avera, you know, and that's how we start a first idea, raw idea. But then the next stage of it, it's basically the whole band adding ideas and talking through where do we want to take this song and what's the meaning and the message behind this song. For example, I like to write lyrics and share with someone else, like to do the voice. I can, like, for example, if I sit to write a song, I can hear already the voice of the song. So I like to write, for example, lyrics that Sara is going to sing. For example, I just brought it out and then she's like, oh, I think this is the good melody for this voice in the moment. So we work as true as duos, as trios, and, and then we share and then we can kind of like change the whole form or add some word. And actually we decide, OK, which is going to be the language for this song? Are we singing in Portuguese? Are we singing in English? Are we singing in Spanish? And actually we add a little of the flavor of the French in one of the songs, which is Misterio with Danny that actually... Um, Danny brought the lyrics and I was bringing the music and the rhythm 
as a bolero and then that big develop as a reggaeton feeling and then like at the end it was something else just because Lara and Sara take over and then Pat which is our bass collaborator player in the band um, he brought something else to there so it's really, it's really interesting um, in our project in this process with the album plus we were working with a producer which is Kasim a Brazilian producer which is like a really important for the uh, Brazilian scene, which is Cassini, uh, is an, a specific and important element um, in this second album, which was totally different for us. The first album, we work as our own producers and composers and arrangement and everything there. And in this process, with the second album, which is Oye Mujer, we were working with Cassini as a producer that actually add guitars, sounds, ideas, and was really respectful with our creative process too. So it was important for us. Was that p purposeful to bring in an outside producer for this second record? Sorry? Was that purposeful to bring in an outside producer for this second record? Like, did you want to add a new voice or a new element, someone who could look at your music from the outside? That's the last sentence that you just said. It was the element that we were trying to bring to this second try with the second album. We wanted to bring a new voice that can actually... Um, understand what we were doing and actually beat it up and like bring us to a next step. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and actually it's interesting because uh, he did that. Cassim was great for that record, but La Dama itself, it's a group of people with different perspectives and backgrounds. And I was just thinking because you asked us about if we want to have an idea that's just my idea, that would be that's actually what. That's not what we are about, right? So even if I have like ideas, because we write music and we have projects beyond La Dama, mm -hmm. actually, as well. But uh, the challenge and the beauty of the project that we have, it's actually exposing yourself and opening yourself to different ideas and to different backgrounds. And because we are not only different uh we're, we're, we not only come from different countries and nationalities, but we are different persons. We have different personalities and our taste in music. It's also different. You know, it's not like, oh, we all just love salsa. Like I grew up listening a lot of salsa, but then you talk to Lara, the drummer, and she's like, she loves uh, Stevie Wonder. Like that's her icon. So when we share an idea in La Dama, that's what makes our music interesting and rare in the best way is that, you know, you need different perspectives all the time. And sometimes I would say in music, you can get stuck in one bubble of, you know, people and one sound and just one idea of what it should be your uh, art. But I guess we're, we're very lucky to have this project because we're constantly exposed to challenge our ideas to different cultural mm. and personal backgrounds. But we, uh, we see that every single day in our when we're together on tour or working recording. Before I let you two go, I want to get you each to pick a song off of here that we can play for audiences. And if you have a reason why you're picking it or an anecdote about it, love to hear that. Yeah, Misterio. I'm going to pick Misterio. That was our first single. Uh, we work on it with Maria, and it was this idea of bolero slash reggaeton, and it was this, it talks about pleasure, women pleasure, and 
uh, it's a poem and an ode to our sexuality. And, you know, women should be feeling comfortable talking about uh, what we desire. And that's Misterio. That's my pick. Um, I will suggest Immigrante. Um, somehow it's a song that we create um, to raise the voice of the immigrant. Somehow it's a status political status somehow that actually is around shame and sadness and scary feelings. Sometimes you can't say that you are an immigrant and you have to protect yourself hiding that status, which is your real status. Um, it's a label that is not um, well received sometimes. So we were trying to create a song that kind of make these people proud and recognize the positive side of immigrants in societies. So we create an anthem somehow. We were thinking about, let's create an anthem to people to celebrate that status and being able to look straight to the sun and be okay with that. So um, Immigrante is a song that is in Spanish and have this chorus that says, Soy Immigrante Valiente Caminante, which means I'm an immigrant, the brave walker. So I hope you enjoyed that song. <laughs> it's in Spanish, by the way. Perfect. We'll give both of those a listen. Uh, Maria, Daniela, thank you very much for taking some time out of your day to talk and really looking forward to having you at Winnipeg Folk Festival. Thank you.
Lo nuestro es un hechizo perpetuo arropado por el sol, la luna, el mar y el río de Nueva Orleans. Uftabush, manche ma récolte, goûte mon fruit, touche ma terre, mort mes peurs, dégoûte ma
I'm Michael Ells, and you've been listening to a special podcast spotlighting La Dama, who will be performing on the main stage on Friday, July 8th at 6 p.m. at the Winnipeg Folk Festival. To hear more featured artists, visit umfm.com, and be sure to visit winnipegfolkfestival.ca to get tickets to this great event running July 7th through 10th at Birds Hill Park. Vas a aprender sin tiempo en la mano